0: Hello, listener. Thanks for pressing play again today. During the course of recording this show, which unfortunately sometimes takes a little bit longer than expected, two members of bands that feature in the show passed away. So we'd like to start by saying this pod is in tribute to Noel Duggan, founding member of Clanid, and Gary Roberts, member of the Bountown Rats. So this week on Woo. Ireland's favorite podcast, Paddy, we're back. Now when we say yes. again again, the running joke is when we're back, where we're back to, when when this is, when this moment
1: in time is. At this stage, mystery.
0: I mean, Yeah, we could be in more war trade, which is <laughs> probably would have been a joke when we started the pod, but
1: now it doesn't seem so much likely. But yeah, so... This week, Paddy, we are going to. What are we taking on this this time, JB? Something nice and meaty. It
0: is. It is meaty. It's going to be controversial, I would imagine, because it is such an important topic. I would say. I mean, Mm -hmm. to most countries, but particularly to this country, I feel, and that is Ireland's favorite band. It's bands, Ooh. isn't it, particularly? It's not just music acts, isn't it? I think we are
1: specifically in the realm yeah. of band here. Yeah, they are. Yes, they're, it's not just individual solo artists. These are bands. Whatever the, defin- the, 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 the Oxford English Dictionary definition of a band is, group of musicians together. And yeah, before we get into it, I mean, as we always like to give a shout out to where the the source of our uh, our lists come from, Jonathan. <laughs> this was a particularly interesting one. It's a. a, a a renowned journalist, uh, I'll give him a there, called Jair <laughs> Leden, Remember the name, ladies and gentlemen, from the popular internet website IrelandBeforeYouDie dot com.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it isn't some sort of
0: euthanasia program that uh, or, <laughs> or campaign that somebody has started to make to make Ireland the next uh, Geneva, or <laughs> it is in fact. Uh, yeah. It's well. It's where Geraldine spends his time, and it's where you take your <laughs> yeah, time. And
1: yeah. well, we're glad that he does. Yes. Uh, and if you wanted to know how to spell that, it is. It's Ireland. B for you die. So mm. uh, you know a bit of text speak there. Don't let Geraldine. Le- 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 he's he's hip with the kids with the lingo. I'm, I think. Mm. But but what what exactly makes this journalist an authority on all things Irish music? No, no, I don't think there's a particular reason, John. No, I But well, it's know. the best we could find. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But yeah, no, in fairness, though, Paddy, I do
0: think look these things, by their very nature, are always contestable. And everyone has their own opinions, of course. And I mean, <laughs> plus, main word is arbitrary. I mean, a lot of these things are arbitrary, unless there is metrics, as we said, you know. But to give it to Jer, what I was going to say is I actually think it's a, he did a commendable job at doing an, an almost impossible task. So, yes, I think he's put a good list together.
1: Yeah, no, I second that. I, I was, I'm, I'm being hard on Jare but it's, it's coming from a place of love and respect for the great man himself. Yeah, and he is, yeah, it's a solid, solid list. In fact, it's so solid that we've challenged ourselves. We were taking the full top 10. It is a top 10 list. Mm. But how are we going to go about that, Jonathan? We've been accused before of uh, not being great. Really meltedness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they keep saying it all the time and I we we need to refute this on air we're not mealy melted. basically what we're going to do i suppose is not just because that it's a it's an impact uh, sorry it's a major topic well because it's a major topic and because of that it means so there's a, a fair amount to maybe get through want to get two nice good podcasts in um hopefully hopefully
1: hopefully below below 4 hours in total but that, you leave that to us. I'd just like to point out the irony of how long it's taken you to inform the listener that we're splitting it into two.
0: <laughs> yes, it's, it's been a considerably long time. Maybe we'll leave it in and not edit it out as well. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, back to the structure. So yeah, obviously 10 to 6 is the first part, Patty. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And then 5 to 1 for the second part. We're also, we've got a little surprise in there as well don't know well we'll tell you more shortly look we we got to be honest here paddy i think the previous sponsorship campaigns that we've done for IFP have been mm-hmm. let's say less than lucrative
1: yeah yeah i know yeah i know you're right yeah i'm backing up and i think that we probably we could hold our hands up and say that we haven't you know been too discerning with our with, with who we've maybe That's we could have true. done with a bit more uh, a bit, bit more of a due diligence process. due diligence yeah. I think is the is the two words that come to mind
0: so yeah look obviously we've done right, we've done our charity stuff in the past uh, we've had some really good sponsors I mean Carol's got us through the first you know mm-hmm. that, uh, personally as a smoker you know <laughs> and, and an avid ham sandwich either. an um, avid ham sandwich eater and irish themed paraphernalia user as well
1: <laughs> i was pretty happy no, the trifecta <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> the <laughs> carol's <laughs> trifecta
0: <laughs> there's only like six of us in that patty you get a golden Carls card of course if you're in that <laughs> that circle <laughs> yeah the other ones yeah as you said I, I think it ranged from you know really really good partnership with carols down to well would you like to tell them patty what happened uh,
1: yeah, I mean fa- long, 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 time fan of fans of the podcast, of which there are definitely some, will will remember one of our yeah, one of our partnerships in, in a previous episode. Very, very popular European manufacturer of oh. the shoe-based foot-based product. Um, they go by the name of El Shoehorn Grande. In return for um, for us promoting their promoting their go- you know, their goods on our on our using our platform. You know, we 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 obviously would have received a certain you know lump sum cash sum for goods rendered. You know, that's just pretty pretty basic stuff. I guess we didn't really ask too many questions of the, the to kind of where where this money came from, Jonathan, did we? Mm. No, we did not. We did not. Especially when it was driven up in unmarked bills to to the to the IS, of course, the then- IMP layer. I well, speaking about
0: the IFP there. It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a cold Christmas. Um, it's gonna be very very cold Christmas, unless of course this what we have to tell you plays out. But but anyway, back to the point. Listen, Saturday the eighth of October, El Pais uh, released a front page story El Chiuan Grande was essentially a shell company, and it was being yeah, it was a shell company for uh, a cartel, for a, a cocaine mm. cartel. I mean, it's difficult to say too much. We've been advised mm-hmm. by yeah. legal counsel not to say too much.
1: Yeah. And Interpol as well, by <laughs> Interpol advice. <laughs> not, not to say anything. But suffice <laughs> to say,
0: we have been somehow implicated in this somehow. Well, it's true, the fact of the same, that, that commercial partnership. And yeah, we're struggling to make ends meet. So we, <laughs> we've, we're also turning this into a plea to our, to our listenership to save us through this dark time. Can you can you disclose? Yeah,
1: more? that's right. And we're very we're, no, like as, as these are hard times and Jonathan and I have been putting on brave face. We're going to put on a good show for you today. And the, the, mm. the two part episode, it's going to we're not going to let our quality slip. But we're also very lucky in so much as we we have some very well-connected friends in mm-hmm. the Irish show business who are going to, you know, band together and between our friends and ourselves, we're going to. Over the course of the next two podcasts, we're going to put together and you know debut and release a charity record hmm. in aid of you know our legal our, our, you know our legal
0: fees. Yes, it will help with our with our legal fees and the and the heating, uh, the aforementioned heating. Um, <laughs> yes, we're we're going to have some uh, very special guests on the show. Obviously, we we travel in rather exclusive circles, uh, as you'd already. Would have imagined, I suppose, from of the previous celebrities that have appeared on the show. These will all exclusively be, be from the the music world, obviously. And in fact, because like a lot of these bands would get embroiled in legal matters all the time, towards that they're very well versed in these things uh, from a legal matter, from a uh, yeah, from an approach ma- uh, perspective. So, one of the guys, I don't know if I need to mention who he is. I mean, let's just say. His initials might be BG Proposed Setting up a charity On our
1: uh, da, da, da. Sir BG To you Is it Sir BG? Eh, honorary Sir BG Is he Sir BG? I think he's a sir Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, is he? I didn't know that.
1: Okay so Sir BG
0: Or SBG Isn't the G- Not to be confused with the My The MMA gym And Tala is associated with Conor McGregor, although we will welcome those uh, donations too. This is how we got in the pickle in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Need to stop associating with criminal organizations. So yeah, they set up a charity on our behalf. It's going to be, Paddy. You didn't. You didn't notice yet, did you?
1: They Uh, said no. I mean, uh, this is very nice. I mean, well, 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 yeah. Please continue and inform us. Yes. So what are they called?
0: SBG or Sir BG has set up the charity. It's called Ireland's Favorite Podcast Donor Organisation, or IFPDO. So
1: yeah, sorry, 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 so say say, say it again there. What was what was the acronym there? IFPDO. IFPDOs. Association. Uh,
0: IFPDOs.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I mean, you couldn't have. That's couldn't, a- you and Geldof couldn't. You, you and Geldof. But that's... You, really came up with that? Is that what you're telling me? I'm, that's the best that Geldof... You mean, B, you mean BG?
0: You I mean BG, <laughs> Sir BG. <laughs> um, the BGs. Well, it sounded all right to me when he said it over the front. He didn't say it in acronym form, Patrick, okay? He said mm-hmm. Ireland's favorite podcast donor organization. Now, obviously, he was at a soiree. I was eating beans out of the trash. And it just sounded good to me, particularly in that moment. I was vulnerable. what you want me to say. But anyway, we have to stick I mean, you're it.
1: telling me it's not, yeah, it's it's it's, 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 not, we can change it, right? It's not too late, right? No, I, what
0: I was going to say is we cannot change it. It's, well, I mean, we can, but then with all of our money, I've ordered 10,000 IFP though t shirts. Um, and they're currently, they're currently, <laughs> uh, they're currently, they're locked, currently
1: up. locked up on the Suez Canal right now. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's where all IFPDOs should end up, really, is in that. Okay, so. well, uh, <laughs> we'll, well, we'll make do, I suppose. <laughs> IFPDOs. We'll have to just, you know, really emphasize the yeah. the DOs. But yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah no, well, I, I guess uh, I, I appreciate your. I think we should just embrace, embrace it. it I think,
0: think it, we, should, we should just go with it, man. Like, if you're going to sponsor, I think you're going to be an IFPDO. We've done the hashtag. They have a hashtag made up and everything, Patty Jesus. There's a comment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, well okay, uh, I guess that's you know we'll have to make the most of that moniker. Thank you very much. So yeah, but you, yeah. Anyway, guys, you're going to be hearing much more from our from our famous friends mm. our friends in the IFPDO and you might get an nail taster of the charity single at the end of episode of part 1 and then the full thing in its in all its glory at the end of part 2.
0: Okay, 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 Patty, Patty. we are starting off this list this week, at number 10, rather. It is the Dubliners. Take it away. Let's hear
1: you sing
2: now, arise they shall.
1: I mean, that was, yeah, that was a little clip there of the Dubliners performing one of their famous songs, Black Velvet Band. For mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure a lot of Irish listeners will instantly recognize that for many a Cayley they've attended, but um, some of our international listeners may, may they, may, they're sure they may have heard it, and um, mm-hmm. some may have heard of it, some, some may have heard it, but not knowing what it was called.
0: Yeah, I think, I think if you've come to Dublin in the last 70 years, maybe <laughs> you would have heard it uh, on a night doubt, Obviously, you may have even bought a black velvet band and oh. the, the local bandery, Carol's. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, great song, one of my favorites. Actually, the Dubliners would be, I always find that interesting because that, they are a folk group, but obviously, in Ireland, you they're trad, you would call them trad, <laughs> um, traditional Irish, which is Irish folk, I suppose, but yeah, so well we should get into the history really about them very quickly yeah we, yeah um, so founded in 1962 by uh, Ronnie Drew uh the
1: original title was the Ronnie Drew Ballad Group <laughs> <laughs> on the nose so there but actually inter- yeah no interest he I'm sure you would have come across this in your research as well JB he was the one who was uncomfortable with being the, the you know oh, really? the namesake of the band yeah so he uh he, he had kind of, he, I don't, yeah, that's what I'm getting. I mean, this is probably, you know, these stories can always be taken with a pinch of salt, mm. but somewhere in their earlier, in their formative years, they changed from the Ronnie Drew ballad group to the Dubliners, which is yes. who we're talking about now. Yeah. And seemingly it was based on the, the James Joyce book, The Dubliners. Really? Who uh, Luke mm. Kelly was, you know, interested Enamoured in with, and reading yeah. it. Enamored, but yeah. And, Luke Kelly would be,ing you know, along with Ronnie Drew, the most other the, the two most you know famous the foremost members. Like the Dubliners, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: He would later go on to have his own stellar,
0: solar career, I suppose. Um, mm. It's worth mentioning, with obviously a few amazing songs along the
1: way. But uh, sorry, Paddy, go ahead. No, no, yeah, you no. Know, I was just was just on the topic of yeah. I was just going to say on the the topic of you know members. They, I guess, the Dubliners. That they ran for, they ran through different kind of lineups through, through, through the decades, from from the sixties up until the the early twenty uh, tens. Many of their past members are unfortunately, you know, departed. Yes, I, I have, I have down here. by I'm, I'm, my count, uh, there, there were twelve different members it's spanning 12. spanning the decades, and and seven of whom are currently well are are you know departed.
0: One of those, Paddy, lived very close to myself. Um. Oh, really. Yeah, yeah five minute walk. Um I remember finding out it was actually pretty late age. I think maybe I was sixteen or something like that. That um, he was a member of the Dubliners. I, truth be told, as well, and must, must be honest here, I wasn't the biggest trad fan when I was younger. Okay, yeah. um, we didn't get into it really. I suppose until late, pretty late. I would say maybe mid twenties, maybe early to mid twenties. Which I think is I don't know is that late? I'm not sure. What What was your? Uh,
1: it's It's an interesting one because I mean you have to. It's It's you always have to think of these a band like the Dubliners who were at their peak. Well, maybe um. It's It's each to their own, but probably at their at their most famous in the you know the late '60s to '70s max. Um, yeah. You know Ireland was it wasn't the you know the globalized Ireland there with no. you know social media and everything. So I mean we we grew up in it, like popular music was different. You know what I mean? And now yeah. As yeah. you get older, you get appreciative of these things. Whereas, you know, yeah. that would have been pop music of the time. So there would have been, I yeah. guess, the you would have been young. There would have been a young relationship at the time because that's what young people would be. As we've aged into, <laughs> maybe could Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree with you. And I, and
0: I and the other thing I was well, like I do have a few. And under- I think, we all a few friends. Um, you know what I mean? Who know? who have always known they're going kind to of trad. Bands and yeah, the famous yeah. uh, ballads. I know a few of them even to this day. I know a few of them, but not, you know, there are plenty more that just they can just reel them off, like, you know, all, you know, all the classic That's ballads.
1: That's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, do, I do get a bit of jealousy. I'd like to be one of those wedding people, those people at the end of a wedding who yes. can, you know, word for word just and, and they, they're very much drunk at this time, mm-hmm. rattle off an ice version of Grace or something like that. You know, well, they, the they always, the, I always
0: find, isn't it? It's, 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 it's probably a cliche, but the, the, you'll always hear them come out with the so it's the way it's a wake after a funeral and the bar is closed so all everything is silent and then you'll get like an old woman or an old man you know just piping up with the start of a song and suddenly everyone the lyrics seem to come back to everybody and you better
1: not be speaking during that motherfucker no you better not you will get wished wish the best you will get whoosh whoosh (laughs) but yeah another famous song by the Dubliners is called Seven Drunken Nights, mm-hmm. which is not, it, it, it's it's a funny kind of, it's a humorous song. Yes. In in the, in the trad kind of styling. So it's not a ballad. It's not to be taken seriously. It's, I think
0: I'll it's worth saying just before you go on as well. that I think this song in, has a lot to, I'm not suggesting for one moment that the, if the world has the impression that we are obsessed with drink and being drunk <laughs> because of this song. But this song did not do us any favors, um, I don't think.
1: But yeah, go on to explain. Uh, the yeah, so right. I mean, a very, very rough summary of the song is that um, it's about, <laughs> you're right, it, it's, it's something along the Irish stereotypes that it, it is about a drunk man <laughs> who's coming home each night and he's he's intoxicated every night he comes home. Yeah, And he's kind of finding these articles, these different things around his house. And he's asking his wife, it's like, oh, why is there a coat here? Why is there a pipe here? Why is there a pair of boots here? Essentially, his wife is having... Has uh, there's another man in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she, she she, but she's kind of coming up with a thing on the fly. like the pipe oh it's it's it's, it's my flute or something like that. Yeah, it's like oh the boots are oh, that they're just old p- flower pots. And, and the drunk man is so drunk and he's content with yeah. that answer, yeah. but like really, we're in on the joke that she's actually, mm-hmm. you know, you know, has another man <laughs> to go. So, yeah, you're right, there is something <laughs> classically Irish about that. It's brilliant, but the funny thing about this song is that oddly enough. At the height, or maybe at the height of the troubles, you know, I mean, there's something in this. It actually charted incredibly high in the UK chart, single charts. It went up to number as high as number seven in the UK charts, pop charts, this is. And they actually performed it live on the BBC music program, Top of the Pops. Yeah. While, and that's, I mean, that in itself is kind of... Well, yeah, I think you should story. explain
0: that. I think to anybody who's not from Ireland or England, you should say that, like, Top of the Pops was a huge mm-hmm. deal. Like, you mean, like, their career and that was... yeah.
1: But the Stones have been on a you know,
0: all of the biggest acts you can ever think of for the period of
1: that show. So, but but what makes that? I mean, that in itself is 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 pretty funny, and especially the basis of the a folk song about a drunken man being a cuckolded drunken man being on a top daytime pop show. But I mean, a, a similar. But what makes it even funnier is that simultaneously as they were charting high in the UK charts, it was actually banned on the on RTE, which is the Irish broadcasting uh, <laughs> radio. So it wasn't was it, it wasn't being played on Irish radio but it was being played on... Why? Because of, because of morality thing, is it? Yeah, we were just more conservative.
0: Uh, because <laughs> of like Yeah. We were more conservative, even though we wrote this song about <laughs> our society. And uh, like, oh my God, that just describes Irish confusion and repression in, yes, in a nutshell. Yeah. Look, as I went home on a Monday night, as drunk as drunk could be. I, just, uh, I wanted to touch upon that. I think we glossed over it a bit. Um, I think it's very important we... Note Ronnie Drew's voice for being mm. obviously distinctively Dublin in one way, but also just a completely distinctive. I think any per which is bizarre. I don't know what age it would get down to now, maybe 20, 22. I think anybody over the age of 22, if you played his voice to anybody in Ireland, they would be able to t- tell you who he is. I think almost, Terry yeah, older, no, definitely. Maybe, yeah. Know, like, and it is very distinctive if you haven't heard it. Well, I'm sure, you've you've you heard it in the clip previously. They were, I, I noticed as well, Paddy, that they were, whilst in England, uh, to, to kind of shape them up, they were working with Dominic Bean, of all people, who, of course, wrote Community Black and Tans um, and other famous ballads. They they were actually, yeah, they, they were given an unofficial band by RTE in general as well, Paddy, in the late 60s, mm. early 70s. And I just wanted to know the thing about Dominic Bean, because obviously he's the brother of Brendan Bean another famous uh, lyricist, playwright, for you want to describe man's multiple suited things. And uh, they were all from Crumland. They were all <laughs> from And
1: I just, of course, out. any excuse to, to wedge that in? All <laughs> roads lead to Crumland. Anyway. That's <laughs> all I wanted to say. But no, but but yeah, like I even just to, to be on the same line is that this, the Dubliners are, yeah, they're 10th on this list and that, we're not debating the list, but they are very much, you know, and uh, you know, they're, they're very popular with Irish people. And, you know, they're, they're, it's a very special, I don't know, it's a special place for the Dubliners, uh, Yeah. And, Drew and Luke Kelly in particular. Uh, in, in all Irish people, but I mean, but probably, I'm not from Dublin, but there's probably a sp- well, very, well, yeah. Distinctly Dublin, yeah. the name's they'd give giveaway, of course, but yeah. a distinctly Dublin-ish kind of uh, place for these guys. So, yeah, there were, there were stairs as well. And I think they were the Force Band, to
0: perform into in 2012 for, what was it, 50 years after their creation. So yeah, even though there's many there's been many iterations, I suppose of them. Mm. It's a testament to how important they've been. Uh, yes, to, to Irish music. Okay, uh, Paddy. So that was the Dubliners, and just before we move on to the next name on the list. I feel it's worth mentioning that, in order to provide as much value I suppose as possible to our listeners, we decided that at the end of each band on the list, Paddy and I will make a recommendation of a similar band that we feel you would also benefit from from checking out. So, what is your alternative for for number ten, Paddy? Would you would you recommend checking out?
1: So, so I'm I, I'm coming in with if, if you like the Dubliners or you like the stand the Dubliners and if there's someone else you want to listen to, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to recommend the Clancy Brothers and Tommy Makem, All right. Another All right. 1960s balladeer group. Great. I shall. Um, Mine will be
0: the Furies. I actually think that they're, just, they're multi-generational, I think, isn't it? There's, well, there's Finn Barr, obviously, and then I think his son. His son has recently taken over the mantle. But uh, I would, weirdly, even though I don't know if the Dumers have many instrumental records. The one one of my favourite Furies' song is "The Lonesome Boatman." It has a tin whistle; uh, it's a tin whistle throughout, and, but it's amazing. So I would highly recommend
3: that.
2: It's a sty, my life. The people I deal with are piss waste.
3: Is that what you're interested in?
2: I'm a fuck, man. I mean, the only really human quality to speak of is a fondness for Celtic mysticism. What's that? The music, man. The artists like Fania Lasta, Ragnac, Alan and Clanad. You like them artists? Their music?
1: Of course you do. Okay, so that was a clip of <laughs> <Calumini>. <laughs> that You may have noticed that it wasn't a band, but uh, that's a clip from cult Irish comedy intermission, mm-hmm. and if it was. I'm sure a lot of you will get the reference there. But if, if if it went, if maybe you're not familiar, with what was being said there? He was introducing Clan. Our, no- our number nine on the list. Uh, is number nine <laughs> is Clannad. Celtic mysticism, as the man would say himself, the Artiste Clanet. Celtic mysticism, <laughs> which is a classic clip, I'm sure. Or uh, and anyone who's film. seen Intermission always gets a chuckle from that, from that, from that character. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but but Columnia aside, uh, Clanet are famous for in their own right. Would you believe? Uh, so so formed a uh, little bit background. They are, I suppose, mystic sounding. I suppose it, it would be their. Folk, folky, mystical type of music but They were formed in 1970 um, They're from County Donegal here in Ireland In the northwest of Ireland And they, I mean, I suppose initially They comprised of three siblings Three, three siblings from the Brennan family Kieran, Moya and Paul, As well mm-hmm. as their two uncles Noel Duggan and Pórig Duggan So Keep that's, the, that's the classic lineup Keeping in the family yeah, yeah. Oh yes, and
0: that there's one You've left out and you've oh? left out one notable member there, Paddy. Oh, and who would that, who may that have been? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, it was Enya.
3: Sail away, Enya. Sail away, sail away.
1: <laughs> the sprightly Enya. Well, the you're right, Jess. Yeah. She the was recluse. the youngest sister. <laughs> the she, recluse recluse. she is a recluse a bit, now, isn't she? She's a bit like Scrooge McDuck, I think. in, in, yeah. in her mansion with a swimming pool full, full of coins. Mm. That's sweet, kind of. Gladiator soundtrack money that she be should be rolling in. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, Enya was in it for a period, and uh, not not for too long, I don't think. You know, so so they they, they definitely any I mean, Clannad were out on their own, uh, are are successful outside of Enya anyway. But in their own. Don't know, any any kind of thoughts outside of intermission and outside of Enya on Clannad, the
0: band? I have to be honest. I'm gonna be yeah completely honest with this, buddy. I.
1: Never really listened to Oh um, Okay, all right. And even, this is this is what this is, this is what this chat is about. I mean, we, we we assumed we'd know everything about all of them, but Jer Ledden yeah. is coming up with some uh, you know some <laughs> left field choices, and it's great because we couldn't get into them.
0: Yeah, true, true. I've, of course, I've listened to some of their songs, but like not. There wouldn't be a factor as much as the Dubliners per se, and and mm-hmm. some, a lot of others, I suppose, on the list. So yeah, but I think we've touched upon this and the Dubliners. But the older I get, the more I get into this kind of music. Mm-hmm. So I do, yeah, more of an appreciation. Yeah. You mentioned that they're from Donegal as well. I remember reading they're from Guidor. Is that the name of the That's place? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You're dead uh, right. You're dead. And I seen a quote from one of the siblings. I'm not sure which one, but they said that they always get asked, your music is so beautiful. How do you write such beautiful descriptions, etc." And uh, they said, well, anyone who's grown up in Guidor, and uh-huh. asked that question. So That's I've nice. got to be honest, Paddy. I want to go to Guidor. Yeah, <laughs> we to should go, go to Guido.
1: Google take it, Google it, man. Take I, the so all tour. Listeners, <laughs> the
0: listeners, to Paddy. Google it. Have you Googled it? Honestly, I I have not. Uh, it's beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. The first Google images, like yeah, I can I can totally see Enya running up and down that beach, flagging in her hand, battered <laughs> sausage in the other. <laughs>
1: Not a uh, yes, Okay, I, I Yeah, lovely. Beautiful. That's a talked as well. That would ex- that would explain yes, a lot. Yeah, because yeah, I like it's they're kind of hard to, to, to musically they're hard to, to summarize because they are yeah. on one hand, I mean like just if you on a first glance you might say, Oh, that's the kind of a traditional band mm. the, the traditional Irish instruments, and, and you'd be right, but there's something very unique, I think, about climate sound, and it's uh ethereal, I think is the word. ethereal, um, yeah. And uh, I think when you think about
0: Enya. Yeah. When you think about the music she went on to create, and this is actually something I wanted to touch on as well, Paddy, is that the whole new age music thing? It seems like that. It's like new age combined combined with traditional Irish. With old I mean? age. Well, old uh, Yes, correct. Yeah, to so just
1: they they're, yeah. cancel each other out to leave age music. <laughs> 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 they are age music, and if anyone wants to maybe you know get into the you know have a listen and see what Clan is all about, I suppose. The biggest hit, Jono, would be theme from Harry's Game. Theme from Harry's Game, yeah, which yeah, I imaginatively named Theme <laughs> yeah. from Harry's Game.
0: I looked it up. Did so, you see what? It,
1: did yeah. you know what the? Right, go ahead. What Harry's Game was? No, yeah. I mean I know the song. I actually don't know what Harry's Game is. I'm going to say hmm. it was a film. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a
0: series. Um, it was a series set in which actually I mean, doesn't sound too bad. It was a BBC series set in the North in the seventies during the Troubles. Oh, okay, which is obviously during. Like you
1: know, most shows are like yeah, contemporary. Oh, it was set yeah, contemporary.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. sure it was interesting enough.
1: So I think that yeah, I think that and that makes sense. I mean, they're not from Northern Ireland, but they're 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 Irish dune and, and they're from dune and all, which is nearby. Yeah, so that would have I suppose brought them to prominence in in you know internationally. I suppose, but the UK in particular, interesting one for you, Jono. That song theme from Harry's Game, right? Number five on the UK charts. Okay. Singles charts. That's well, pretty that. interesting. But it's the only single to have been a hit in, in the United Kingdom's singles chart that was sung entirely in Guelga. In Irish. Right. Mm. That's a
0: that's a, a single like, it's, it's it's standalone achievement.
1: That is in a achievement. an achievement. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's, no, it hasn't happened since or, or wow. before. And why would it have happened really? Uh, yeah. outside of having the, the kind of the push of a of a television program behind it. No, I'm absolutely correct. But still, yeah, but but that's. It's, I mean, it's quite. It's interesting. And if it was in the ni- in nineteen seventy, you know, that's a mm. time when maybe people might be inclined 90. to not want uh, an Irish, <laughs> yeah, uh, an yeah, Irish definitely. language single in the charts. Yeah, so so I mean, yeah, uh, just I have a few other points. I mean, just to show that you know, Clan deserve their place on the list. There's some achievements they have won a Grammy an Ivor Novello Award and what? also a Billboard Music Award. I think uh, they're kind of. I have to assume without having looked. I think the Grammy may have been for this song, and I'm sure it was Mm. in a New World kind of category. (laughs) But you know, they are internationally accolades in in music, so you can't you can't poo poo that.
0: Not at all. I mean, that's surely one of the most decorated Irish
1: bands on the list. If that's Mm. the case, impressive, very impressive, and sold more than 15 million records. I have here worldwide. That's a lot. Yeah, one of the biggest. So fair play
0: to them. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, definitely. Patty. they've been obviously incredibly prolific, and apparently they're still going. Oh, okay, um, I didn't actually know that. <laughs> yeah, well, like 2019, they did their in a lifetime farewell tour, which suggests that they <laughs> aren't still going. But we're going till <laughs> very recently. Um, oh, it's no, no, sorry. Um, I, it was postponed. I remember it's postponed. Oh, okay. Yeah, the of old the, COVID. The bailed COVID. The old COVID. Yeah. Wouldn't be above. Dubliners on the list for me but that's only because obviously my personal taste
1: I I didn't listen to them a a lot what about yourself it's an interesting one would I have them higher than the the Dubliners probably not from actual real life listening uh, Hmm. that I've done in my life and uh, you know uh, the songs that the Dubliners had, a lot of songs that the Dubliners perform have a very special place in in my heart Hmm. A clan that have maybe two or three songs that I really, really like, but um, wouldn't necessarily go beyond that. But maybe they I suppose maybe where 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 Jair is coming with this uh, placing was that they would have that international appeal that that you know the Dubliners yeah. might not have. So I I think and age, and, and they clearly are successful. So as we as we've uh, discovered there, yeah, definitely. And then and, and
0: again, not not to presume well, old Jair is, but I would say the older generation than us would be probably more into them because that's you know what I mean. That's their. When they were yeah. in their heyday, I
1: suppose. A recommendation, if if in the similar ballpark, the Kalanis that you know our one. listeners might take a punt on. Go on, I'd, yeah. Cool. I'd have one, I suppose, which, which strike
0: me as being similar, but are definitely more contemporary. A word you used there a minute ago, so uh,
1: I would say the gloaming.
0: Yeah, I would definitely suggest the gloaming. I think they're amazing.
1: Okay, the gloaming is a great kind of modern suggestion, Jono. I, I I'm going to go for the obvious and just. I, we've, we've mentioned Enya, but it's hard not to. Not, and she's not a group, but it's hard not to associate Clanad and Enya in your mind. So I'm thinking, if you really, really are a big, if you, if you really deep dive deep into Clanad and you really get a kick out of it, and you haven't explored Enya, you're in for a treat, my friend. Oh, in Enya, you recommend Enya? I'm recommending Enya.
0: Okay, okay, All right. Good that you dig that one. That little gem out for everyone there. Yeah. <laughs> this is what people come to the show for. We got niche College. <laughs>
1: anyway, it's hard not to. I mean, someone has to take, take it. Someone what a cop it. out! What
0: a cop out, buddy.
1: <laughs> we have we have eight more. We have eight more bands, ladies and gentlemen.
0: If you liked uh, Clarence, I like this little-known lady that sold 187 million copies of her albums around the world. Call Enya. Her name is Enya. Little lady from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can't go for a massage I right here in fucking Enya. That's just it's impossible. You can't go out and get to a spa whatever right in Enya. There's absolutely no way no any of our listeners have, have never heard her. Sorry, man, that was I'm ribbing you there pretty big, but Yeah, that's okay. It's deserved. You need to do better in the next recommendation. And I'm sure you will. I'll try, I'll try. It was you, you
2: fuck! You stole me motor. You shouldn't have pissed on me legs, man. Fuck's sake. Get me sounds, man. Shit sounds. You are playing them, fuckhole. Hear this fucking hypocrite, huh? Anyway, the power of certain artists is beyond the ken of cunts like you. You just don't have the requisite Celtic soul, man.
0: Next up on the list, it's. Uh,
1: go on, go
0: on. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm about just about to say it there. So next up on the list, it's number
1: eight. Go on, go on.
0: Yeah, I, I'm about to say it. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ! So next up on the list, it's.
1: Go on, go on, go
0: it's fucking the cars, okay? It's the cars. Jesus Christ, Almighty! It's the cars. It's the fucking cars. Is the
1: next. Uh, hey John, I was just. I was just. Just away there, I was trying to fix the tape recorder. You probably heard it was skipping. Uh, I was trying to get, the, get it to, to play uh, Breathless by the chorus, their number eight. Did I interrupt you at all in your introduction?
0: No, 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 you didn't. Um, but yes, it's the chorus at, at number eight. Go on,
4: go on. On,
0: so party eight is the chorus. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about them. Tell us a little bit about the
1: cores, them. Yes, I'm sure the cores are. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar with the cores. They are a family, another band of family members, not unlike Planet. That's
0: actually. a thing, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah is it's that, that It's
1: an Irish yeah. thing. Yeah, they're, yeah, That's pretty interesting. They're kind of an a, an updated, a 90s version of Planet. Maybe mm. they were all multi instrumentalists, which um, we might touch on in a bit. But they're from, and they're from. What's the yeah, I uh, uh, may as well say. Uh, do you know the, the the four siblings' names? Oh, you're gonna give me. You're gonna give me. Okay, <laughs>
0: I'll go.
1: I thought you. I just wasn't a trick question. I thought you would at very least have known the four course main names.
0: <laughs> I mean, I. This is This is good. I know three of them. I, maybe the, the last one. one is 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 is. Okay, so give G- me
1: the name, and I'll give you the instrument that they well, play. We'll start from the most obvious. Jim good. is the guitarist. I think, isn't he? He is. I actually, in my mind, had him as a drummer, but yeah, you're right. He was. He's a guitarist, but also has here that he could play keyboards and backing vocals. I'll, I'll leave Andrea for a second because I always thought she was just a vocalist. But Sharon is the violinist. Yeah, very good. Uh, but I also have her down as guitar again, backing vocals, backing vocals. Right. So and she, then, she could play rhythm, I suppose.
0: I'm going to, have to finish on Andrea because I don't know the four. I can't remember the fourth member, but I would say andrea was the vocalist as far as i was aware
1: did she lead vocalist you're gonna, say, bro. you're gonna say penis aren't you no no she had the most in- interesting uh instrumentalist here tin whistle Huh? <laughs> you know it's pretty- yeah, a ukulele. I, I, i'm not sure i believe any of that <laughs> i definitely <laughs> i, I could possibly see her playing a tin whistle but a ukulele that, that doesn't seem I mean, to be with the chorus i think everyone plays a tin whistle whether you play it well I mean, she was That's in the chorus when she was, she, she was young when she started in the course. So a lot of Irish sure school age teenagers will be, <laughs> you know, would come out of school with a tin whistle in hand. Yeah. She was born in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, I, I think very so. Very good.
4: So Who's that means you
1: your one core down. And it's how dare you forget Caroline Core, who was legitimately the drummer. Actually, she, she was the drummer. Yeah, at, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she could also hit an elbow on as well. And much anything other percussion again. So yeah, percussion-y <laughs> type thing. Yeah. I think they 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 count as multi-instrumentalists. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Just uh, before them. before we go into any um, thoughts on the on them in generally, uh, just as, as to give a flavor of the type that you would have listener, you would have got a, a flavor from the, the clip that we played earlier, mm. but yeah, so they were they were I mean they were a nineties pop yes, act very but much They did have uh kind of an Irish folk slant maybe that gave that was a kind of selling point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a slightly. ninety I don't think slightly, I think absolutely. I mean I think that was what
0: set them apart maybe from yeah yeah that, I that think kind
1: so. of and, uh, that's yeah I think that's and I mean they, they were family and they were you know attractive girls but very yeah. hey, i Irish in a kind of nineties cool way. Yes. The modern the modern yeah. Ireland <laughs> I mean as far as yeah as far as
0: as far as 90s cool and Ireland were uh, in the, yeah. you know <laughs> included in the sentence. Yeah, I know you're going to launch into a bit more of the history, but I just want to say, Paddy, I really liked them. I mm. very, very much enjoyed them back in the day. I have to say,
1: excellent. They were great songs. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. No, no, I don't actually have a hell of a lot more to say on the facts. but yeah, they, they act, I, I'd agree with you. They They're Louds, folks, isn't it? They? They're from Louds. From Dundalk, yeah, that's right. Yeah. they from, yeah, Dundalk, which is kind of it's north of Dublin, you might say, in the Republic of Ireland. But yeah, they had some bangers. Um, I don't know, John, yeah, I, I, a few more facts, I suppose, before. They've sold 40 million albums worldwide. Jesus. Brit Award winner. For what? Nominated Best International Group in uh, 1999. And... I'm glad you asked me that. <laughs> 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 Don't ask thought me I was going to go next. to the grave
0: with you, didn't
1: <laughs> Don't ask me what they were nominated for the next ones, but they've won, uh, they've won multiple Irish awards as well, like the Hopress Awards. Uh, Meteor, Meteor Award. Irish, yeah. Oh. Ah, yeah, Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And most importantly, and questionably, they are all honorary. They were awarded honorary MBEs in hmm. 2005, I think it was. And they accepted mm. those. They did. That's unusual. They really
0: did. Seems kind of ironic yeah, to me. Came to, came to <laughs>
1: yeah. Tell us. Tell us some. Let's move on to Jim Corr Tell us. some... are we gonna, uh, We're going to go. Yeah. Let's. I think we have to go into it. We owe it to our listenership.
0: Well, uh,
1: there's two things to talk about with the
0: cores. Treat. But there's more no, Sorry, that, that's that's just incredible. We've a already talked here. about many things. <laughs> One of the things is they're beautiful sisters. I think that's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're they're beautiful sisters, and that was a talking thing. I feel like packing skill, like in the the playground. You know, oh, which really was um, your favorite
1: for If if you were looking up the name for a heterosexual <laughs> the male, obviously.
0: But yeah, yeah, Sharon would have been for me. Anyway, let's let's stop with the objectifying of the the, the sisters, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> onto onto the objectifying of the brother, um, <laughs> or subjectifying, maybe I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's a good way. Nice, Jim.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, man, you can have a separate fucking episode on on Jim. Mm. I'm sure
1: he has his own series of podcasts out there.
3: Haven't heard from him in, in some time.
1: Yeah, I mean, funny you do. I obviously was doing a bit of you know, quote unquote research. Before mm. we we, we launch into this recording, and I mean a lot of he he, he did a very kind of I suppose you say controversial at the time. A couple of appearances, I think he was on the Late Late Show and yeah, whatever the, the Saturday Night Show in Ireland was called with Brendan O'Connor as the presenter. And he then was kind of like airing his views about nine yeah. eleven and stuff. This is the, but th- that 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 was like ten years ago, right? And. It's not a hell of a lot trace, and his his website, he did have a website called jimcore.com, which was full of mm-hmm. conspiracy theories, but that's yeah, actually yeah. now gone. It is just like is not, it? Yeah, yeah, it's not I, there. I, didn't I check was, I was yeah. very upset because I thought there would have been some good, good content. That is unusual, <laughs>
0: like isn't it though?
1: Genuinely, right? Because when you think about it, he was obviously
0: the like naturally the other one out because he was the brother, but bro. he was he just came across, I suppose, as just being quite quiet. When I mean when, when he was yeah. in the band, they all came across as being quite
1: reserved maybe a bit more you know he was definitely he was in the shadow of his sisters and kind of yeah. naturally so because they're like the three beautiful good looking Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, and you, it felt like he was kind of okay with that and kind of wanted yeah. to play music works. or whatever yeah, yeah. so you didn't yeah. think you'd I, we, I don't think we the, the world ireland ever thought we would ever hear from jim core again no no other and than then, a reunion gig or something like that exactly He never and needed then, I, to know about what jim core was doing no one wanted to know
0: no, and then, and then like what a surprise it was when he decided to, you know, yeah. introduce his opinions to the public, uh, to the Irish public. And then that, he did become, I wouldn't say a huge talking point, but certainly like people were like, oh, Jerry, man, Jim Carr was saying there. You know? yeah. But what, what I find bizarre, Paddy, is what you've just said there about checking the website and, and it not working, because surely, right, like you said, what, 10 years ago? 10, 10 yeah, years ago,
1: but it came to like this these views, something like that. Away? Yeah, early 10s, 10, 2010, 2011. I think it was like that.
0: Would this not, i.e., would the last four or five years not be <laughs> the halcyon days of Jim Jim Carr's existence? Yeah, like, is this not is this not the era he was conspiracy? before his time? Yeah, you I might think he was. Jim. Yeah, I suppose we're nearing the end, end of the segment, but before we move on, oh, before okay. we move on. I thought I would. Uh, I was just thinking, like we haven't heard from in a long while, like the cores in, in in general, have yeah. released really an album. You know, kind of. I don't know. I don't know if they are at any levels of castle recruits, <laughs> <Loupes>, but um, <laughs> they're getting they're kind of close. But I'm thinking, if they do come back, they may not want to mix it with the musicians of today. I think maybe music, popular music, has moved on to a, a slight degree. So okay. I'm thinking, what well, what 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 are medium could they? They get themselves mm. involved in, and I'm thinking TV. Like I'm thinking, well, like famous siblings, Kardashians, right? Like for example, right? so it's a <laughs> TV show type thing, right? Sure, okay. No, well, that you- just makes makes sense for me. So I came up with like three suggestions to uh, the producer, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the first one is the first one actually is is kind of unique in the fact that it it lends itself to corporate advertising, which is obviously very involved today. Although Jim obviously, admittedly, might have a few issues with that. But the first show, right, Patty, is mm-hmm. it's called The Coors Light. <laughs> oh, and, okay, yeah. And this show essentially is, they smoke cigarettes, just different types <laughs> of cigarettes. And they, they rank <laughs> cigarettes. Okay. It'd have to be an internet-based <laughs> show for, for obvious reasons. But they, they just light cigarettes, they smoke them, and just, you know, where, where the kind of John Player Blue is... <laughs> Kind of a, a heavy smoke, or whether a, a Rothmans is is more. I like
1: it. Yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, they could get good manager of that. But that wouldn't get. That would. That would stay fresh. I think so. That, that format. <laughs> I, I, I reckon so. Uh,
0: the second one, this one is called "The Apple's Core," right? Uh, this <laughs> is a show about Jim, right? right. <laughs> it's essentially, uh, it's an expose. On how the, the shadowy cider industry infiltrated <laughs> the youth of Ireland through Sidona, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's essentially, as we both know, Sidona had 0.00003% 0. 0. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of alcohol, <laughs> and that's the reason why we're all drinking boomers today. Um, so,
1: like I thought, that's got legs. That's got legs. I, 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 I think so. I would one hundred percent watch that.
0: And the last one, it's called. Rotten to the core. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> and in this, Jim sits in his underpants blindfolded while each of his sisters runs something decaying across <laughs> his nose, <laughs> and he has to guess what it is.
1: <laughs> that, that I mean, sorry, but that that's very modern. That that could that could work. That, I actually work genuinely feel
0: that that's a Channel Four show right there. I'm not that's being funny. Good. I genuinely feel
1: yeah.
0: that Channel Four <laughs> would pay hundreds of thousands of pounds. <laughs> To, to produce to
1: and the detail of Jim being in his underpants—of um, course, it's <laughs> key. It's key. It's. it's the I'm walking away from. I'm walking away from the table. If if, if he has to be. Close. Uh, and, and you know what?
0: Sometimes, sometimes his underpants are actually decaying
1: as well so it's
0: it, it's kind of a you know it adds a different element yeah. to it where it's, it, it's a trick question sometimes where it's actually no jim it's your actually it,
1: I, I, if, your if underpants wrong, are rotten if, yeah. yeah if he guesses wrong he has to put the decaying object into his underpants yes <laughs> well one of his sisters has to yeah, have, oh, have to put in that element of creepiness that has to <laughs> that has to remain very on brand for the course
0: so yeah <laughs> those, those are my my three comeback cores options there
1: Next year, 2023 is going to be all about the chorus. Rotten <laughs> to the core. Yeah, Rotten, Rotten to the, to the core. core, baby. Sweet, <laughs> it's sweet. like channel four. Will we finish off with a couple of similar band artist recommendations for the for listeners. Who, <laughs> yeah. You know, similar to yeah.
0: The yeah, of course. I'm going to go for the Black Family.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't go. No. That's okay, very good. So, so yeah. Do you want to tell us who they the, are? The
0: Black Family are a group, I suppose, formed in the 70s. Notably, I suppose the most prominent member being Francis Black. Musical family in every sense, I suppose, multi-generational uh, musical family. But yes, very much Irish, kind of different, more of an, an older, uh, I suppose, a, an older style of of pop, but still kind of, I, I would imagine, and I haven't found this in research, but I imagine the choirs were in some way influenced or, or, or impacted by them.
1: Okay, well, that's interesting because you've gone one way. I am going more recently 180 180 in an opposite direction as kind of a pop group a manufactured pop group i I would assume probably i have to assume kind of manufactured in the styling of let's kind of rip off the cores so not i'm not i'm actually a little bit further removed from that bellfire do you remember Bell I obviously have uh, no idea. Where okay, so of. they were there was three girls. Bellfire. Bellfire. Bell Fire, Bell the,
0: the, the French female, <laughs> yeah, 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 good name. But they
1: kind of looked a bit like bit There was no, there was no male band member, but they kind of had a little slight Irishy tint to their pop music in around two thousand one, two thousand two. The most famous song in my recollection would be they did a cover of. You two's All I Want Is You <laughs> What? Uh, and other than, the, other than that They had another one That you may, Listeners may remember Called Perfect Bliss oh, oh, does... Something along the lines of Some kind of Perfect Bliss But anyway They sounded kind of Chorus knockoff So if you want to go down to pop Less in, <laughs> Less talented Version of The Chorus Belfour. okay on to the next one Jonathan could you tell me why I don't like Mondays. um because
0: it's the start of the week and you drank a lot on the weekend and you're feeling blue
1: ha 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 yeah up there for a minute John um, yeah that is correct all right then. up next uh, is number seven on the list it is of course the Boomtown Rats tell me why I don't Boom is right. So yeah, that was a clip, of course, of the Boomtown Rats and their hit single, Tell Me Why I Don't Like Mondays. <laughs> yep. Great song. And
0: very good song. You're gonna fill the, the listeners in a bit the, the, the background to this song, Patty? As if I feel like my my I'm not just, just a like, small segue. I feel like my dad has been telling me this fact possibly <laughs> <laughs> since I was born. Uh, well, I think he leaned that, into the incubation unit thing <laughs> and told me this when I was. Yeah, when I was in
1: well, the, it sounds like you have a better, better jumping-off point than I do. So, would you like to tell us? <laughs> the 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 yeah,
0: uh, please. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to, to steal any 200 or, or No, start, you're not. No. You know, in the middle, but this song is famously, according to, again to me, that about a California high school shooting, and infamously rather than famously There was a girl that, that uh, committed the, sh- the shooting had written or expressed that she, the reason why she did is because
1: she didn't like mondays really really puts a, a bit of a sour twist on the song but also an interesting twist yes um because you might listen to that and have just thought oh yeah you know what i don't like mondays <laughs> definitely <laughs> but, uh, some mondays are worse than others uh, i kind of just
0: Again, like I, I kind of like that's the thing I like about the eighties. I mean, there were there were oftentimes the songs were nonsensical, but oftentimes they were about these weird stories, and I don't feel like that happens anymore. You know.
1: Well, it's it's um, funny, which is which is odd because we're in a, a golden age of the. School shooting. <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's plenty wife. of material out there. <laughs> yeah. <that writes> <laughs> You're right, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, well, plenty of shit happening. Um, but just, uh, I, I like. I just actually to steer it back to the Boomtown Rats. Party, the, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, the Boomtown Rats. I mean, for for those yeah, you, the listeners. I mean, I don't, don't know, John. Have you got much? Got any feelings toward them?
0: I kind of like the music. I've always kind of enjoyed their songs. I'm not gonna lie. I categorized them as, you know, alongside, maybe, well, definitely forerunners to you two, I think, certainly, not they? But that emergent kind of rock, Irish rock, you know, along with, again, with Ten Lizzie I suppose, as yeah, well. But yeah. dif- different, like, more of, these are obviously slightly more punk, let, should you say, so slightly punky.
1: Well, I have a fact here. Now, you, you may have... You may know this, um, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's a lot of people out there who not who wouldn't know this. That links very nicely into what you're saying there. So it just just before I say that, they are they they were yeah they were formed in '75 and they were kind of mm. active for about ten years. So yeah, you're right in thinking they're very much in that space of post-punk music. That like well they started pre-punk, like I mean pretty much. I yeah, mean, that's I think true. '76, 1975
0: was the start of punk. You know,
1: you're right. So they kind of they probably were a punk band. But I have a very, very, I found this quite interesting. And I know you, this is kind of the music that you would be into, John, mm. as I know you very well, as a good friend of mine. You're probably familiar with the Boomtown Rat song Rat Trap. I am. It's a rat trap, and you've been caught. You're in a
0: rat trap,
1: and you've been caught. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it sounds. Two uh, points that would make a very, which make the kind of a single out that the song Rat Trap is being particularly interesting in Irish mm. music history. One, it was, and I think this is kind of relevant to Ireland, it's the first, I have down here, it's the first rock song by an Irish band to hit number one on the UK single charts. So my reading of that would be that there were probably, you know, maybe some Irish crooners or Dana or something like that would have been Mm. number one. But this was, you know, a band that would have been defined, electric guitars, four boys in a band kind of thing. Mm. And they, so like you're saying, the forerunners for you two. That's probably a, that's a very significant fact that a, a band from Dublin was able yeah. to crack and make a big in a market yeah. like the UK. But that's kind of that's that's the Irish tint on things. But even more significant, and I already hold to your mm-hmm. socks, JB. Rat Trap was the first new wave song, so a band whose music was categorized in the genre new wave, mm-hmm. to be number one in the UK in 1978. So we're talking. Well, what, like,
0: that, I've got to ask a question there though like like what is mean, <laughs> it's the obvious one I weirdly have always enjoyed anything classified as new wave and I've absolutely that's why I, that's why is. I thought
1: you'd enjoy this that's why I thought you'd enjoy this what is it no that's the fact that's that's why I thought what, you would I mean, what is new wave fact. oh i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's another fact i'm interested in <laughs>
1: This is all gleaned from the internet, my friend. But obviously, someone has made a judgment and said they were the first band of there that new wave. What the fuck? Yeah, do, you, do you know what that is? I just take it to mean that post punk. We're doing not it. We're punk. doing okay.
0: We're doing a live googling here, folks. Okay, live Google. Baby. Sorry, um, it's already said loosely <laughs> defined. So we're all yeah, yeah,
1: it's loose. Um,
0: but, new wave is loosely defined, it's a loosely defined music genre that encompasses pop oriented styles from the late 70s and the 1980s, mm. it was originally used as a catch-all for the various styles of music that emerged after punk, yeah. including punk itself. I would have always associated with being a more commodified, commercialized punk. I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. The name, Paddy. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know where you got it from?
1: Um, I don't, uh, I guess. I mean, it's... I. I, I I would instantly think that it was there from a town that was booming, but I know for a fact that Dublin was not a boom town. So maybe it's ironic, an ironic uh, jibe towards the stagnation, economic stagnation of Dublin in the, the mid the mid seventies. I mean, the word stagnation sticks
0: out certainly, but no, you're you're a bit wrong. <laughs> um, you're just thinking of Jim Corr's underwear again. Yeah. <laughs> the original name was the Nightlife
1: Tugs. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> that yeah. is a terrible name. It, it, well, what, what, For a new wave band.
0: What is excellent is one of the members, <laughs> this is the story, now, one of the members, it was Gary Roberts, oh. threatened to resign if they kept that name. <laughs> so, uh, it felt, uh,
1: Fair play to Gary. <laughs> I
0: really feel Gary needs to take several pats on the back there. Yeah. All right. There's no doubt about that. He called it right. So the name eventually did come from Geldof, and okay. it referred to a gang of children who feature in the autobiography of Woody Guthrie. Oh,
1: okay. Woody Guthrie, uh, the, the elusive folk. 50s folks. Yeah. Well, maybe before the 50s, maybe. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 40s, uh, 50s, amazing, Woody. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Woody.
1: Yeah, no, that's very, I know, I'd never thought of it before. And that that's, I mean, it's. I actually like the name Boomtown Rats. It's a memorable name and I like the, uh, a name with a backstory mm. is always a winner. So fair play to Bob. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Bob Geldof. What a man. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot, a lot of stories about Bob. I don't know, John, have you ever heard about the story of Bob Geldof and his Freedom of Dublin award? Um.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd already heard about this story, Paddy. I had very strong opinions about it at the time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I'll let um, you tell it. But I I strong uh, uh, opinions and it really pleased me, I
1: must yeah, say. Yeah. Well, yeah, please, please, Okay, well, for those who haven't or are not familiar with the story, and I'm just gonna give it a real top-level summary here. But so I don't know exactly when Bob Bob <laughs> had been awarded the free, you know, like a city's freedom of the city, yeah. blah 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 ceremonial kind of thing for Dublin City, because he's from Dublin. But in 2017, so not that long ago, a few years ago. He returned his. He made a big public gesture of returning his award in disgust as a kind of protest against. I'm going to say Burmese. It's not called Burma anymore, but (laughs) the Myanmar Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. leader Aung San Suu Kyi, who also was previously given this award, when when, while she was kind of in house under house arrest. But he was kind of he he was protesting against Aung San Suu Kyi's kind of leading oppression against the Rohingya people of of. Myanmar. Yeah. So he made a big deal. He's like, if Dublin City are to, you know, how dare they give this award to her, blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. So he gave it back. But he also kind of said, which is beautiful, he kind of left it hanging. So, if they take her award back, I'll be more than happy. to <laughs> 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 okay, fair enough. So Dublin City Council, <laughs> they, ulti- they ultimately did rescind and award. So yeah. that was fine. And Bob Geldof came looking for to get this word back. He He's did. Like, oh, I, want this. I want this back. <laughs> but beautifully, Dublin City said, no, Bob, you oh <laughs> you've given it back. You made a big grandstand about yeah. it. So you can, Don't you, can yourself. Keep it. you can get the bus like the rest of them. Yeah. No more freedom of Dublin for you. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. And it's a real Bob yeah. Geldof story. You can really see him getting it, irked it, by that. You really can. I mean... <laughs>
0: I mean, the guy doesn't even live in Dublin, so he almost yeah. sort of as like a platform for himself to make a
1: point, but still
0: ah. still a man to know his practical needs at the same yeah. time, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he also just just to, just to finish it off, he, he called it a shin Féin stitch-up <laughs> <the> word back <laughs> <laughs> Oh God That's our Bob <laughs> Geldof obviously is the, the star of Boomtown rats. He is. He is. Yeah. One bit, final thing. We know thing. that.
0: Mm-hmm. One final thing. I'm sure I've told you this before, but and shout out to to Dermot, who's listening, friend of mine, Dermot Murphy, actor, played oh. Bob Geldof, <laughs> brilliant. Um, in Bohemian Rhapsody, the film, the the major the, the motion major motion, picture.
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, He's, that's, that's he is,
0: pretty cool for anyone who's seen that film. And I know there's a lot of people. I've seen it myself. Thought it was that was a pretty good film, actually. And yes, that's that's Dermo. Dermo is Bob Geldof in that film, and he, when you look at it, he does a pretty fucking good Geldof. So kudos to you, Dermo. Wait, before we move on, we need to do our recommendations. We do, not we? we? Our alternative.
1: We recommendations. do, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is turning into the main part of the segment. I think we're educating the masses. Uh, um, I'll I'll hop in first now before yes, I get yeah. overtaken now. I was trying to keep with this kind of a bit like I, I've been stung before with my choice of Enya <laughs> with my obvious yeah. <laughs> going for Enya as a, as a kind of recommendation for Planet for fans. I mean, I wanted to keep this as we have spoke about New Wave, that post-punk environment of the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. And I went a bit a bit, a bit, a bit, ex, bit more obscure this time as, as a recommendation. So if assimil- like, if you were into the Boomtown Rats, why yeah. not try a band called, and you, you might know them, a band called The Blades. By the Irish. They're Irish, yeah, great name. You'd expect that to be no? snapped up. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're an Irish band, all right. They were from Ring's End. Jesus. Kind of came up in that late 70s. I think they were contem- contemporaries of, of U2. But there's one song, I, I'll give you a little barb. You know, they have a song, very new way, very in that kind of British indie scene of the late yeah. 70s. Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. There's a ghost of a chance. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll yeah. dig them up there, Jono, and listener. If if you like, if you like, if you like... Uh, the
3: Are they on, on
0: Spotify? Oh, they're on Spotify, all right. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a pretty good recommendation, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. And my recommendation is a band called Squeeze. Very London, very... <laughs> not Irish, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely. But in terms of the, the, the tone, the, the type of lyrics and music
1: kind of similar to on to Time Rats I would say so okay Squeeze great Jules uh, Holland of course he was in Squeeze wasn't he he wasn't it yes yeah no yeah. there you go we all love a bit of Jules on a New Year's Eve we certainly do buddy it's a fixture
0: up next at number six well nothing really else needs to be said other than it's Christmas
3: They're almost
2: dead on a trippy night But you scumbag, you maggot You've lost all your swagger
3: Happy Christmas, your are sort of like I got it's our love The boys, the boys of the NYPD Call us so sing and
2: go and play And the vows
4: are ringing out
1: For Christmas Day Ah, that's right, Jonathan. The unmistakable sound there of the Pogues coming in at number six on the list. The Pogues, of course, you know, they're they are, they were, I should say, a Celtic type punk band who were founded in London, that lovely part of Ireland called London, in 1982. Um, initially went by the name of Pogue Mahone, and a kind of a re-rewritten, a phonetically written uh, way of saying, you know, Pogue Mahone. Kiss my, kiss my arse. Kiss, kiss my arse, exactly and i guess they yeah so i mean they were they were at their their peak in the mid to late 80s um which would have mm. featured that lovely song there that we heard uh, fairy tale of new york which would come out in the mid 80s um, and they were on and off throughout the 90s until they haven't they've kind of called it a day as of 2014 <laughs> why? i mean we're calling them celtic <laughs> why <laughs> well i'm saying surely they could have gone on for many more years they are known for using traditional irish instruments and covering traditional Irish songs, along with their own songs, of course, their, their originals, but kind of infused with a punk attitude. Punk, punk style. And a kind of it? DIY sense of, of uh, you know, excite, excitement, which obviously, most of which came from their iconic lead singer, who I think you're alluding to there, who goes by the name of, who's the lead singer of the Pogues, Jonathan? It's Mr. Shane McGowan.
0: A legend he is. Uh, there's no doubt about that on both sides. Am I am I, am I I wrong, Paddy, and saying that or rather am I alone than saying that I absolutely was certain that he was Irish until I got to I was about 12 no, but yeah. I don't know about 15, 16 or something like that I can remember when I first I remember being blown it's, away hearing his English accent yeah uh,
1: yeah it's. The, I, I actually I agree with you I think it's one of those music facts that 50% of the people will be like oh I'm so sick of hearing that, ev- that fact everyone always knew he wasn't Irish mm, versus mm. there's actually I would say 50% of people out there genuinely think, think he is. still don't Thinking and by saying that he is, I mean it's. He was a second generation Irish Londoner, yeah. I suppose. Who, both his parents both his parents were Irish, Irish and yeah. I suppose he has a that that sense of you know being a bit of an outsider in London, I suppose. Well, I and then any grew up here, yeah, he, he, he had a
0: lot of time here as well, which is obviously going to shape the accent extensively. And well, 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 I suppose the irony is that he, he it. It sort of is an Irish-y sounding London accent, but it's still quite British. Like I mean, it's not like as if he's adopted an Irish accent, but when he sings, it is absolutely in an Irish accent. And I think obviously so it's going to be because the inspirations he took were the aforementioned bands that we spoke about, Paddy, in particular, the Dubliners, mm. and Clanid and the Cores, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big core band, Well, uh, <laughs> <chiefly laughs> <of course. laughs> yeah, obviously a huge band in the a huge band. In like for me, like <clears throat> I say, me personally, uh, for me in the context of my liking of punk because of how impactful okay. they were. I mean, their 1992 was. There's a famous video uh, Shane McGowan can be seen
1: in the video of a Clash song,
0: isn't it? Isn't the Clash? Is, it
1: Is this? It, he he was he was a, he was a big face on the punk scene, you yeah. know, like yeah. at the time, you know, be in a you know, kind of be seen in the crowd, get you know, get into scraps kind of thing. And yeah, he was a punk know, fan. So, like I, a, a he punk, was, was a punk. Yeah. He, yeah. he was a punk, you know. And I think he he, he was in a punk band originally, um, yeah. called the the nipple erectors or something like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think yeah, I think yeah. So you're right. He, he's definitely punk first and play tradition like traditional punk well, traditional punk music and would have would have been performing punk music punk rock yeah. and found, i don't know yeah found a bit of a niche with this his irishness and he obviously had fond associations with his childhood and always considered mm. himself irish and it was a very unique musical direction to go in and i suppose that was the selling point and then obviously his looks and yeah. his singing voice were well, totally really unique, have- and unique in both worlds you know but well, when you oh, think the about it world and the, the Irish music
0: world. Well, I, I, I would actually say it's not what's unique. You have to, I mean, yes, both are unique in their own right, but, but there's a commonality, I think. And that's what p- perhaps brought him, drew him to the Irish aspect of the, you know, the punk scene and perhaps making the punk music or else, whether it was more a case that it was, it was always going to happen with another band anyway, because the natural, what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is that, Punk is all about being, you know, against the grain, you know, anti homogeny, about freedom and difference and particularly, you know, freedom of expression and anti oppression. You know, punk is left wing and has always been kind of left wing. But I think it resonates with the particularly an Irish perspective in London at the time. You know, you're also deemed suspicious. um, But Mm you're deemed potentially dangerous by the London locals and you know, and as you as you know yourself, just in the fact that he grew up in Ireland, he would have grown up with the rebel anti British anti establishment kind of thing about him anyway. So I guess it's natural for that to then meld with that fondness for for the punk sound and, and for it to eventually lead to finding, you know, the members of the pose and, mm-hmm. and
1: and them also well, yeah.
0: understanding that too. It's very cool.
1: But, but no, no, sorry, no, sorry. To do, but interesting on the other members, the other founding members there at the beginning. I only, I, I've only found this out from looking this up. I, you might not recognise some of the names, but I think we'd all be forgiven for assuming then that they would have had similar Irish heritage. Mm. But names, I'm thinking, there's there's guys like Spider Stacy, who's on Tin Whistle, Jem Finner. Well, I would pronounce it Finner, but I guess it's probably Finer, mm. James Fernley. These guys actually had no Irish blood in them. And they were like, I would have assumed that like based on Shane McGowan's story is that this was a band of all second generation London Irish. But seemingly the other guys were just, you know, friends and fellow musicians who liked the direction that Shane wanted to go with the Irish Mm. Which begs the question, Jonathan, are the Pogues an Irish band? (laughs) And Mm. should be on this list? It's a good question. It well, question but I mean I, I would say choice,
0: this I would say this right if Tony Cascarino can be an Irish player
1: <laughs> the Pogues can certainly
0: be an Irish band <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's agreed. Um, agreed yeah. so I mean they definitely weren't the place on the list of, of Irish based bands and they kind of they, like. Shane, it's, it's it's very hard to separate the Pogues from Shane McGowan you know they're, they're pretty much yeah they're probably he's one of the a front man. in, that's, in that's, the eyes that's and him slash the band they're like beyond kind of they're iconic. They're iconic. classic, mm. really. Like, I mean, the Pogues are top tier kind of Irish. They're legendary. They're just legendary. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what well, Shane does, or his singing ability, or his fucking his health, or his alcoholism, you like no, he's, he'd be loved. He's, he's he'd be loved. Yeah. But yeah, well, before we move off on Shane McGowan, Jonathan, I have a funny, funny person. It's not a personal anecdote, right? In any way, shape, or form, a um, funny okay. something that has always stuck with me. Right? I don't know why this particular video clip has always stuck with me but this is, a, this is a recommendation for all our listeners to, to look this up on YouTube. There was a doc, I think it was a doc, like a throwaway documentary just on RT or something, n- nothing elaborate or anything mm. about Shane McGowan going to a dental, going to say Eastern Europe or something to get his teeth done because we haven't touched on it, but he always, one of his trademarks was his yeah. kind of, bad and (laughs) rotten teeth you know yeah yeah. that was part of his striking image Mm -hmm. and but he uh, this was about 10 15 years ago maybe in the 2010s or something he got or the mid-naughties he got he got a new set of teeth you know like uh dentures or veneers or something and there's this video right i always remember it's actually having looked up the video recently it's exactly how i remembered it it was the end of the surgery right so he's he's lying back on a dental chair and the dentist is like oh there's the mirror, like showing him the mirror, like, mm. like the Joker. <laughs> like, here's your new tea chain. And and like it's like, it's really like salt. Like it's just real seriousness across the room. The room full of nurses, right? Looking, yeah. crying because they're so happy with it. So this is Wait, such, such an amazing yeah. moment. Yeah. And the doctor's like, he's so happy with his work. He gives Shane, uh, Shane says nothing. in the. It's like a really long clip. It's like lasts way longer than you expect. It's three and a half minutes of this i oh, might have seen you this know, oh, I, I should yeah, have seen this as well yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's, I think it's, it's very familiar the he's doctor kind, of, a, kind of like looking at do- his hand
1: over his head kind of like that yeah but this this you remember this one. the doctor gives him an apple and is like this has got this procedure has gone so well you can eat this apple and this will be the first time you've ate an apple in like 30 years yeah. and he starts chewing just says nothing starts slurping away in the apple nurses crying like cut away talking heads being like I'll remember this moment for the rest of my life. I was weeping while Shane was eating that apple. Yeah. And then it's like cutting to his mother, like interviews with his mother being like, oh, I remember Shane. Uh, he was always a big fan of fruit when he was a kid. So he made <laughs> up now being able to eat this apple. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's my Shane McGowan moment. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's a good story. has more podcasts. Oh my God. <laughs> No, I knew, I had feared. Yeah. I
0: feared. But you got to the, when you got to the thing, the mother's voice. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna end here.
1: I was like, but she's gonna say something incredible. She's gonna say. Well, something. I mean, the fact a lot, like, a lot, like a lot of my stories on this show, you know, I find interest in the mundane. <laughs> you know, I find beauty in the ordinary. <laughs> I, what, I, is, there was nothing... what was so profound? That's, that's, that, that's, was, that's, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't find it profound. It was just odd watching all of these people who, you know, these <laughs> dental surgeons crying over a procedure, this alcoholic getting, eating an apple. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> One for the editing room, perhaps. Maybe the audience, maybe the audience has got this. Listener, you may, you're, you're uh, well, rolling, rolling
0: around. Well, what do you call it? Rolf? Rolf? The, Rolfling? Rolfling? ruffling, around.
1: <laughs> ruffling we'll let the around. listener decide whether that was, you know, podcast gold or not. Mm. If you have, if you have any recommendations for uh, you know, listen, the listeners who, who like like the Pogues and wanna maybe you got any similar bands you might recommend?
0: I'm I don't know if I'm seeing one of yours, Paddy, but I know it's oh it's uh, something. So I, I I thought it yeah I thought well you've seen them recently enough so you have um <laughs> it would be Fontaine Stacy, um, of course. I should have
1: gone first this time. <laughs> yeah, you it was gonna be yours, is it? yeah yeah well okay i'd like to hear your uh, yeah your, your reasoning that's that's good well because that they, they you know, there were
0: such influences on on TC. do you know what i mean like i we spoke about the the literary influences and the prose which is obviously what they're all about but i was like i mean it's 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 irish punk you know i suppose that's what you would describe fontaines as mm. post-punk maybe but what elements of punk yeah
1: yeah i i yeah i mean it's funny we're, we're going to come in the same when i was gonna i have fontaine's dc written in front of me as well for this segment uh um, yeah i mean so like i'm similar i think there's yeah there's an aggressive he's got this like a punky punk rock well mm. saying he, but speaking of the singer green um particularly and obviously they're taught they're unashamedly irish you know and that's you know they're what makes them good you know in in, in a way you know the, the mixture yep. of pride yep. and guilt of, of yep. being irish
0: Okay, that is the end of episode. Well, nearly the end of episode six. Uh, part, one, episode part, six part, part, part one of episode six. This is our first double part. Mm. We touched on at the start of the show that um, Paddy and I are in a bind. A bind, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and we need help. Uh, and thankfully, through our, our various contacts, um, that help has come. But right now, it's important because there's a there's a there's a press conference happening. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're 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 actually going to go over to it now. We have a the satellite feed set up. There's a hot press conference going on at the moment, and it's held by. We can reveal that the acronym SBG, Sir is none other than Sir Robert Geldof. Yes, Sir Robert of Geldof. and no better man to help us out. Uh,
0: just as Patty said, it was a hot press conference. Don't worry, the air conditioner isn't broke. It's actually a magazine in Ireland, uh, which covers music. Um, Well, yeah, let's let's go live, I suppose, yeah. Let's (laughs) shoot it in.
4: Okay, okay. Welcome, you pricks, um, to the IFP press conference. I have called it because the world has been ravaged by something evil. It is a total scourge on humanity, and it's calling itself shoehorn grand day when I found out that my friends Jono and Paddy had been victimised and or implicated by this scandal and it is a scandal by the way then Geldof knew that Geldof needed to help the first thing I did was I got my butler to call up Green Shatton's butler then I, 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 got, I took a private taxi to Listunverda to meet and talk with Christy Moore I asked them did they want to do something that's more important than ending world hunger so with the guys on board we've done the only thing that can possibly be done in a situation like this record a charity fundraising sale. we've banded together with many other well-meaning do-gooding celebrity types that you all love and know and we're here today to announce something special. It's called IFPDO's hearing aid. And we're asking you, the great unwashed, dig deep and shove an IFPDO hearing aid in your ear this Christmas. For fuck's sake. Okay, okay. I'm going to open it up for questions now. Any questions from Green Shatton? He's from Fontaine's DC.
2: Yeah, got a question for Green? Yeah, click, matey. Scambies, I mean Showbiz reporter, a former senior nip slip correspondent for The Sun Online. So, the world wants to know, how would you get involved with this P-P-D-O thing?
3: Jolly good question, jolly good question. Well, one threw one's fedora into uh, the metaphorical ring um, when Bob's butler, Tim, called my butler jeff jeff visited me in the billiard room uh expressed the import of the situation uh i gave it due reflection i was eating my battenberg and having my old gray at the time i finished both and then i knew i had to do something heavens behold i had to do something so i accompanied uh, carlos on the telephono Knowing full well he was summering at the time, but comprehending, uh, you know, importante of the situation, he gave uh, a bueno from the back of the yacht and uh, changed course to Scary's post haste. When I met him and greeted him in the harbour, we got my horse back to the chateau. It was in there that we obviously had a sherry, um... But then we became quite sullen and and angry. And uh, we knew we had to get involved. Um, So I told Jeff, get back in touch with Tim and tell Bob that Fontaine's DC is in. Yes, of course, there was that slight minor issue that Carlos's abuelo was a former executive with Al Shoehorn Grande. Um, But he was also a former leading member of uh, the Franco regime. Um, Previous to that, um, he was a member of the National Socialist Party in Germany. Um, But it's fine. He got away with all those things. That's what we need to bear in mind here. And with our help, getting these hearing aids into all of those ears, um, that's how we will... Get Jono and Paddy off with this, too.
0: Right, what a load of old sush. Um,
2: now, I believe your fans, uh, well, <laughs> the female variety, like to get their jubblies out of such times for you ladies at the geeks. We have many, many female readers in the, uh, Sun Online. You got any word for the girlies? Any
0: word for the mutts? Yeah. Listen, right, babe. Grave comes up into the town, yeah. He's only looking for three people,
2: right? <laughs> Johnny Blue Charlie, And all you bellies. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. Break cuddle, yeah. <laughs> You're up the fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And see you all soon, right? See you all soon. Right. Thanks, Green. Stupid fucking name.
4: Okay, moving on. Who's got a question for the great Christy Moore? Keep it respectful now.
2: Yeah, kick matey, here again. Question for Christy. So how do you
1: know John and Patty? Um, um, are oh, we getting on there. Um, oh, sure, Jesus. I met them at the Odlums Baked Good Festival in 1975. Oh, Jesus, I remember the crack was 90 that weekend. They were both performing in the Massey Ferguson up and comers tent. i sure, Jesus, it was in Quilting They may as well have been in Las Vegas, Nevada, huh? Anyway, sure, weren't the pints flowing? Sure, I think it might have even been snowing outside. Ha <laughs> ha! And I anyone who was anyone in uh, in, in, uh, in Ireland was at seeing the lads that day. I think in the tent, sure, the Pope was there, and Willie Clancy himself, and maybe on Garrett Fitzgerald's there. And the boys, they stood up on stage and
4: they had the bow run, the show run in one hand. And they started to sing in their poker buile.
1: So when I heard, when Sir Bob got on the phone to meet there a couple of weeks ago to see could I do anything, anything at all to help John O'Baddy, I said, Sir Jesus, Bob, sure send up the tractor. I'll be there on Tuesday night. Right. Can't understand a
2: fucking word he said. But, what were you say to this suggestion? As some of your earnings over the year, Mr Moore, have gone to support certain feigning causes. Oh, well, Jesus, no, I'm out. That, that's it, no, I'm done. hey, I will not, I will not be
4: accused by a fucking Brit like yourself. No,
2: I'm out, this. I'm getting out of here, no, I will not stand for this shite.
4: Right. Okay. That's it. You've had enough. This press conference is now over. Please, dig deep, dig fucking deep. Now, this is what you've been waiting for. Here's a sneak peek of the single. Enjoy. The IFP does here again.
3: Horn
2: Sponsor, there's no need to be afraid. A shoehorn sponsor, they'll pay for the pod, that's what they said. And in
4: a world of podcasts, they were trying to do their best. How were they to know it was a Colombian cartel?